Blog Talk Radio. Detroit, the 10th through the 12th, 
brand new club. Mark Vieira, what's up, baby boy? Brand new club, Mark. Out in Detroit. It's called a Punchline Comedy Lounge. Brand new, you need to go by there and smash it like you do. March. Right here in Atlanta, I got a charity event. I'll be rocking that mug. The 16th through the 18th, Raleigh Durham, Charlie Goodnight. I'll be in the building. The 19th, I'll be in honor of the Legendary Awards here in Atlanta. I know you want some of that, Mark Vieira. Super Bowl, Patriots, Falcons, going to overtime, OMG. What a great game, man. If you're a football lover, you know, whether your team was in it or not, you got to go. This was a fucking hell of a game. Oh, my God. Taylor two halves. And I saw somebody say, say this, and I thought it was really profound. Watching this game is like life. It ain't how you play the first half. It's how you play the second half. How you finish. Even in life. It ain't, you know, you could have a great early life. Oh, I was killing it when I was in my 20s. But how you rocking your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s? I don't know. It's your boy, Roddy Perry. Thanks for the share, guys. Please share with your followers if you can. Appreciate that. All my fans and friends and families on Facebook, you know, the share is awesome. DMV in the building. Where you from so I can shout you out? We're on Blog Talk Radio. If you want to call in, Talk to me. You're welcome to open. The lines are open. 646-668-8837. 646-668-8837. in the building. I see you. Denver, Colorado in the building. Mark Martinez. I see you, baby. Please be a guest on the Corey Holcomb Show. Man, you know what? I, I'm coming out to L.A., and I'm definitely going to sit in with my man Corey Holcomb, 5150 Show. Man, them good dudes over there. I, you know, we all go back to the foxhole. You know, we was all wild out back then. Burlington, North Carolina, checking in. Danny Green from Tampa. Let me tell you something, Danny. We had a ball in Tampa. I didn't know Tampa was so dope. Marvin Hunter said, I hate Brady. But the homie Malcolm Butler, number 21, Patriots secondary, gets my respect because he's from the SIP. Give me a call, y'all. What that happened was, what happened to your team this year? What happened to the Mississippi Canucks? <laughs> hey, man, you know you can get out. The number, 646-668-8837. It's Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We've got a lot going on this afternoon. First of all, I got to shout out my man. First of all, I don't know if y'all know, I'm touring this year. Uh, did you hear the commentary, Troy Eggman? And Joe Book, they were uh, praying and wishing for the New England comeback. The second half was full of negative energy toward the. I, I hear you, Dave, but I mean, you still got to win. All the students were depressed yesterday. My man Cornelius is an educator. He said all the kids were depressed. Thank you, uh, April, for the share. Uh, my tour is called the Fast and the Funny. All right, the Fast and Funny tour. Fast for the acronym for uh, anybody who's having a stroke. If you see somebody and they're going through it, they may have face drooping. They may have, they may have uh, arm weakness. You may see some arm weakness. Um, or you may hear some slurred speech. That's when you need to, to take them to 911 or, or to go to 911. F-A-S-T. That, that's the acronym. And uh, we're going to play this right quick. Y'all check this out. We'll be right back. Hey, 718. 
Hang on, I'm coming to you next. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. The hip-hop doc, life is wide. Shout out to the American Heart Association and the American Stroke Association. You did. We done came together to teach you the fast song. If someone has a stroke near you, Come on. the fast song tells you what to do. Let's go. If someone has a stroke near you, Come on. the fast song tells you what to do. Sing it. Did you know that? If you didn't, now you do. So together we gon' fight. Cause one out of six people has a stroke in their life. My aunt had a stroke, so I know the pain. Once it hits close to home, it's a different ball game. But most importantly, we gotta know the signs. Ruby face, we gon' difficult speech means it's time to call 911. So don't wait, don't hesitate. No way, it's the best decision to make. Look, educate yourself. You can save somebody's life. Life, put your hands up. We gon' start at all right.
don't know if you're an Atlanta fan or a Dallas fan. If you're not a New England fan, then what, what happened to your team this year, man? Can you get it back together? Or can y'all can y'all pull it through next year? I don't know. Rodney Perry going to the two one two. It's my homeboy. Mr. Seuss, you all righty, pray live. What's up, baby boy? <laughs> What's going on, fam? <laughs> Yo, first of all, that uh, that commercial offends me. <laughs> Which one? That, uh, I think that's your stroke commercial. It's fast. What a F-A-S-E fast. Yeah, that, that's an actual, that's a song <laughs> that just can't one put together, man, from the, for the, for the stroke association. You don't like it, though? Yeah, no <laughs> no, I just played it. The longest somebody you know, I just said. Anytime white people use rap or any of our music in something, it offends me. So nah, we good. <laughs> I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> you know what? what? You know what? What offended what? me this week, dog? Before we get into it, I, I was I heard a commercial for Uber. And they was like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uber, get yeah. your hustle on. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, hate, I hate when I'm people specifically yeah. advertising the blacks. Right. Yeah, all day. Get your, get your grind on, whatever they do. <laughs> I mean, I'm like this. <laughs> yeah. What, what so, black yeah, dude, that the Big Mac commercial offends the hell out of me. <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah. The new one, the rap. I'm the big with the dude dancing. They got the black people dancing with the freaking hamburger in their hand. Offensive. I don't, I don't like. It. I don't like no dancing with food. <laughs> right. So what, what's the topic today? What are we doing? We're talking about. I mean, I mean, we on the heels of the Super Bowl, man. The Super Bowl was incredible. Mm-hmm. But you know, the thing about one team winning it all is that there's a bunch of other teams going, man. What happened? And so the name of right. the show today is what had happened was. Are you a Falcons fan? <laughs> Are you a Cowboy fan? What happened to your team this year? Okay, got you. Well, I'm a Giants fan. We just lost. That's all that's about. But I watched <laughs> the game, watched all of it, <laughs> and we played. Yeah, I'm a Bears fan. We just lost too. Yeah, yeah. It's 48 minutes, wow. man, and they they just they started celebrating too soon. They was dragging these dudes. Wow. And they and they left too much time on that clock. And the Brady's an assassin. I told him I won a couple dollars. I told people what the deal was. Y'all gave that man too much time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it was a great I, game I, I towards think, the I, end. Before that, I thought it was all over. I'm like, oh, it's Atlanta. It looked like it was over. <laughs> yes, sir. I felt like Atlanta about to be bananas. And all of a sudden, right. it wasn't bananas. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this, they still doing this? And then they still had time, and he's throwing the ball. I'm like, yeah, I would have ran the shit out of these dudes. Just wait. <laughs> but, hey, I ain't the coach. I, I think Matt I think Matt Ryan, David said Matt Ryan's time is coming. You think Matt Ryan can mm. get it done next year? Uh, well, I mean, they got a solid squad. If they make it there next year, they win it. I'm going to say it like that. If, if, they make it to, if they make it to the Super Bowl next year, they're going to win. I'm putting that. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna put that right there. I'm gonna put that up because unless they meet the Giants in the, in the conference finals, <laughs> right. and then they're gonna lose. <laughs> but if they make it to the Super Bowl, they're winning. The thing about the Giants is, if they get to the playoffs, they always got a chance. Oh, we winning. Yeah, honestly, all you had to do was talk to us. We beat Brady twice. I, sh- I could have showed them how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, Good sir. looking. Yeah, no doubt. Word up. Hey, man, how, I ain't how hog up your line. I'm pretty sure people are trying to call in and holler at you. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, man, thanks for the call. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Right, you tune in to Rodney Perry Live. That's the homie Seuss. He said, yo, Rodney Perry, they celebrated too early. Is that what happened, Atlanta? I need Atlanta to call me, man. ATL, shouty, you know what it is. I need Atlanta to holler at me today, man. How y'all feeling, man? Dude, I went, I've been through this. We got beat by um by by the other the other uh, great white dude. Uh, <laughs> not Tom Brady, but uh, my man had just retired. We got beat by him in the Super Bowl, and it was it was tough, man. It's a sad feeling because you go through so many emotional ups and downs. This dude don't understand when it's not your time yet. It wasn't their time. Huh? Wow. You think so, Dave? What's the number? The number six four six 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 eight 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 three seven. This is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Give me a call, man. What happened to your team this year? What had happened was, I mean, maybe you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Man, a tremendous season. I mean, dominant throughout the season, and then, oh, Peyton Manning, absolutely. Thank you, April. You know I had a stroke, so I'll be forgetting stuff sometimes. Uh, thank you for sharing the number, uh, Ebony, 668-8837, area code 646. What did y'all think of the Super Bowl commercials? They were kind of lame this year to me. The commercials were kind of lame. Did y'all trip off of the Mr. Clean? Mr. Clean, like... Little sexy white dude now. Are y'all cool with that? Anybody? Hello? <laughs> what y'all think? Hold on. Madeline. I'm coming to you, man. Did you see the here. commercial? Did you watch the game? No, I did not. You know I am. Hold on. Stop the press. Stop. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait a yeah. second. <laughs> Stop the press. Everybody in the world, billions of people watching the game, and Madeline, you didn't do it. Not, no, no, not at all. Zero interest. I mean, I did want Atlanta to win just because I live here, but other than that, I really didn't care. I feel like it's all, you know, I'm a con. Oh, goodness gracious. You didn't watch none of them? Oh, she dropped the call. Oh, my God. Look, look at look at the, the Illuminati kick Madeline off the line because she didn't watch the game. Facebook? Can you believe it? Amanda, you didn't watch the game? Get the hell out of here. Wow, that's crazy to me, man. Okay, I got some of the commercials, some some of the commercials loaded up. Let's listen to them. See uh see if they work something. Let me see. This is the uh Wiz commercial. I tell you what, some of these definitely ain't meant to be on the radio. Uh, what else we got? Okay, we got we got LA calling in. You all Rodney Perry live. Hello. Hello. 
Hey, you on Roddy Perry Live? Who is this? It's April. April. What's going How on? How you doing? <laughs> Did you watch the Super Bowl, right. April? What do you think happened to the Falcons? Hey, they started out strong and then they got a little soft. But like I say, if you if you paid attention to some of the stuff, they announced that the um that other team had had a touchdown before they actually had a touchdown. And if you look at some of the freeze frames, the knee was down before the ball hit the line. So they was cheated. I mean, is that cheating though? Did the ref call it though? Did they do a replay? Did they do a back play? They shut it down once they was like, okay, game over, let's go. Wow. Hey, you know what? You have, you got a point, though. They're supposed to review all touchdown plays, and they did not review that play at all. Exactly. But it was tied to the Keep calling up. Hey. My man T. Robin's checking in. Give me a call, guys, 646-668-8837. Did your team make it to the Super Bowl? What happened? What happened to the Falcons? What happened to New England in the first half? What was they at? Then all of a sudden they got great? What happened? Is it are they cheating? Is it a conspiracy? April say somebody cheating. Is that right, April? That's right. And like I said, I don't even have a team, so it, I just like a good game. But when it's shady, it's shady. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. All right. Well thank you for the call, sis. How you doing? I'm good in yourself. Looking good, sir. Uh, Keith, Keith says, "Hey, man, we may need to come uh, to Chuck. They need to come to to Chuckles, guy. I don't, I don't know what that means. Falcons gave the game away. Fred Walton said, "I don't know." Madeline didn't watch the game at all. Let's talk to somebody who didn't give a damn. Hello, <laughs> that would be me. Hello, Rodney Perry. <laughs> There's no Fs about this game. OMG. So let me ask you this, Madeline. As a woman that wasn't doing wasn't doing a football game, what did you do? Work. So you, I, I bet the internet was wide open, huh? No, there it's it's so frustrating. And I it's so fitting that we will be discussing this on radio today because I celebrated the other day because I thought football was over and I didn't have to hear about it or read about it or talk about it anymore. Yet here we are, the world loves football. Well for anybody that doesn't <laughs> so know the, the internet people were tweeting and very socially active, you know, during the game. Madeline is uh, she's the president of logistics, R P Live Entertainment. She handles everything Rodney Perry. And so at the beginning of the football season every year, I start playing flag football. Not flag football, fantasy football. And Madeline dreads this time of the year. <laughs> More than anything. It wasn't too bad this year. I only played one league this year, so so you didn't have to uh, I can, I see I can see all the difference. Mine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy yeah, it's it over, a- though. But you know I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart, so I believe this was all, you know. You're not the only one. Like they knew. Yeah, I heard April. I'm in complete agreement with her. Hey, you're not the only one. Dusty Lewis, my man from Cincinnati. Dusty, I think it's all a setup. Good game, though. I mean, good story. Absolutely, whoever wrote that script deserves the Oscar. Wow, they should get an Academy Award or. (laughs) <laughs> yes, they should. You know what? I say it for basketball all the time. 
but it will probably be easier to affect the football game. I don't know what y'all think, fellas out there. Would it, is it easier to affect a football game or a basketball game? I wonder. Hey, we got Atlanta calling in. Atlanta, you on? Rodney Payne Live, what's up? Hey, what's up, Rodney? How you doing? Who this, man? Can you hear me? This, this chick. Yeah. This chick. Um, hey, um, now, first of all, I just want to say, like, um, <clears throat> Matt Ryan went to Boston College. You know what I'm saying? So they got a lot to do with the whole religious ah, thing. Wait, too. Hold on, stop right the there. Stop right there, DC. DC, wait a second. I did not know that. Matt Ryan went to Boston College. So is this part of the conspiracy? I think so. I think that's the reason why he um, came up flat during the second the second half because you could tell Atlanta was whooping New England's ass the first the first um, first half. And you can see that Brady right. was shook. Everybody was shook. And then next thing you know, it seemed like Matt Ryan just took his foot off the gas. Like somebody told him, okay, um, you got your MVP no. award. You got Offensive Player of the Year and all this other stuff. And then it's like now, okay, it's not okay you've done enough. You've done enough. It's, you know, you know Tom Brady, he's got to go out on top. He can't be four and three, you know, and be questionable about um, the flake gate. Spygate, you know the tuck rule, and even even uh, two years ago, when they this do um, make all that go away. He, this makes all that go away, so you don't even think about it no more. You might have a point, dog. Exactly to where they make him look like the the greatest, you know the the new greatest of all time or whatever. And even even with the Marshawn Lynch thing, um, they had to teach Marshawn Lynch a lesson because I think I think he would have won MVP. He would have got the ball um, to drive it in, you know, Seattle. You know, during the Seattle-New um, England game and with the big right. MVP. But he, he was talking, you know, he wasn't talking to the um, reporters, none of that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they had to teach him a lesson. So I think that's the reason why he ended up retiring so early because he's like, okay, I see how this thing is. You know, so right. let me let me ask you a question. So I just think, who, who does it benefit? Who does it benefit if Brady wins the championship? Though who 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 benefits? I think I think New England. I think um people like mobsters or whatever people in um Las Vegas because they said they set a record. They set a record with um bets and all this other stuff, and it was up um from last year um since they've been like really keeping. Um, notes on the the bets or whatever. So I feel like um, wow. all man Ryan had to do was you're not the only one. A lot of people were saying the game was fixed. No, we could have we could have we could have easily won the game. Right? All I had to do, I think so, because it's like we were right there, um, around about the twenty some yard line. All he had to do was run the ball, but then he go right. Mike Ryan dropping back ten fifteen yards, get set. And got us out of field goal, got us out of field goal range or whatever. So it's like so the field goal you make sense, it. You I make feel it a like a two possession game, and then you win. Yeah, and see the thing I was saying like about Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, all they started doing was talking about a comeback, a comeback, and all this other stuff. No team has been down. You know, they said first they said by twenty one points and all this other stuff. And so it seemed like all that stuff they were saying was changing the um, the energy. They come out of Atlanta, and then they start to come out of Atlanta, and they never 
They only won one championship. So it was a whole bunch of negative stuff, negative energy being poured towards Atlanta. For some reason, it seemed like they were just hating him with that. But I feel like, man, I feel like his time is coming to where he's going to bring um, some Super Bowls to Atlanta because they need that next oh, person hold on, hold on, to step up. Not hold think. on, DC. Hold on, hold on, DC. I got a question for you. Let me ask you. Okay. Now, I'm about to pull the race card. Is it a black and white thing? I mean, because Atlanta is clearly the black team and New England is clearly the white team. Was it racial? In a sense, I think it I think it was, but I think they didn't want Brady to go out being beat by a so-called black team, you know what I'm saying, a black team, whatever. Because um, you can just see the, the difference in the quarters, man. It's like the first, the second half, the defense just stayed out there. They was out there on their field way too long. And it just, how they just built that. It, just, it was just like a storybook, you know, to where it's like, okay, okay, um, Vegas wanting them to win by a field goal, but they end up being a touchdown, you know, so. Wow. It's just, it just crazy, right? And, you know, I just feel like it's um kind of deeper than what we think it is. You know, and um, I mean, I feel like Atlanta will finally get one. But if Atlanta would have won, the city would have been on fire. Like no oh other God. city on this planet. All right, hey, man. Like thanks no for other call. city on this planet. Appreciate I appreciate it, Rodney. Thank you, man. All right, appreciate it. Hey, y'all, uh, this is Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. The number to call in, 646-668. Eight eight three seven. Felicia says it's unfortunate that gambling is involved in all sports. Come on, Felicia, that's just what it is. Michael Fortune said the best team won. Stop complaining. Stop, stop, stop acting like y'all didn't know. New England was dope. Somebody said if New England is so great, why they have to cheat in three of the Super Bowls they won? What? What y'all think, man? It's your boy Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We are on here. It's go- we're going in today. David Miller. What's up, Dave? We're talking about your favorite team. If you're not New England, or if you are New England, what happened to your team this year? Atlanta Falcons, man. Super Bowl, what happened? DC had a great theory. I mean, or or do you just have to bite the bullet? You lost. And no, it wasn't no cheating. Michael said they didn't play a good game. They didn't play good football. Are you serious? Mike, are you serious? They played a great game. They only lost by a touchdown. They didn't play a great half. Timothy said the best team lost. Give your boy a call. Dave, Michael, Tim, give me a call. 646-668-8837. Avion Thomas, I blame... The whole game on the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator. You know what? I blame the defensive line. They got to Tom Brady in the first half. Everybody knows if you touch Tom Brady up, he's going to be uncomfortable and make bad plays. If you do not touch him and leave him a clean pocket, leave him a clean pocket, he's going to shred you. Let's not even get into the 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 uh 
the the white wide receivers that can't nobody hold. Can't nobody hold Amendola? Come on, dog. Said Timothy. They got too relaxed. Did Atlanta get too relaxed? I don't know. Let's look at these hot topics. See what's going on in the world. Of course, the Super Bowl goes in the overtime. That's a hot topic. That's nice news. Uh, is Brady the Manchuria candidate? <laughs> he could, I didn't tell you something. If Donald Trump could be president, Tom Brady could be president of the United States. Easy. Easy. Have y'all been pray, paying attention to Donald Trump facing off against Iran? I don't know if y'all are tripping off of this, but this is some shit that need to be paid attention to. This is not a game. I just shit my daughter off to the name today. I'm really paying attention to this. They got nuclear weapons. It'll be a, a real cold winter. Trump go down. Trump get to smashing them buttons. My guest later on in the show, Ms. Maya Kay, got a brand new book out. I'm going to talk to her in the uh, second hour of the show. It's Rodney Perry. It's going down on Rodney Perry Live. I'm on Facebook Live. I'm about to shut down the Facebook Live, and I'm headed over. I'm headed over to my Instagram page. You know what? I'm headed to my Instagram, my Instagram page for the next half hour, and then we're going to go over to uh, Twitter. It's Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't go nowhere, y'all. Oh, well, come with me. Bye. <laughs> hey, y'all. Right, hey, all y'all Blog Talk Radio, we're still here with you. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. And we're going to continue to be the number one podcast, bar none, everywhere, every for any reason. I got to play my man, uh, Case.
They always review touchdown plays, and they did not review that play. Why not? Why not? They showed it, though, and it looked like a good play to me. Give me a call. 646-668-8837. That's the number. Black Hype Girl, I know you were somewhere smoking a stogie. Watching the game. How did you see it? Atlanta on the line. Hey, what's up? Fan, I hope. Who? You, how are you? Who is this? This is Hank Denson. I'm not a Falcons fan. Wow, Hank Dizzle. New England Patriots number one fan. Brand new I'm not New the England Patriots fan, hat. But I am a fan. Let me ask you a question, Hank. A lot of guys are crying that the New England New England Patriots cheated some type of way. Can you address that? I mean, it's always going to – come on. We cheat in baseball. We cheat in basketball. We cheated when we won the, the Bruins. I mean, we're always cheating. That's what we do in Massachusetts. Don't leave your, don't leave nothing around me because I'm a cheat. It's ridiculous. Wait a minute. Get over yourself. <laughs> Hank, man, ridiculous. you watched the game, man. What, what? How did you see it, man? What, what happened in the second half? What did New England do better in the second half? Yo, the Falcons, the Falcons got tired. How are you going to get tired at the Super Bowl? You don't get tired. All they did was make a. All they did was give him room to throw the ball, and he should have kicked the field goal to make it eleven points up. Why would you not do that? That didn't even make sense to me. If you know you got you got one of the best quarterbacks in the in the world on the other side of the field that can go up and down the field in two seconds, why would you not put the game out of reach? That doesn't even make Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Agree. Like that's agree. Just football agree. one on. That's just football one on one. And then why would you stop? I think what people are saying. Hold on, Hank. Hold on, Hank. Hold on, Hank. I think what people are saying more than cheating, they're saying they're crying conspiracy. Like it's some sort of conspiracy. Illuminati? Yeah, I don't know. Because he voted for Trump. Because he voted for Trump. Illuminati? What do they want? Like, what do people want? Like, I don't get it no more. Like, if LeBron James wins, are they are they are they gonna claim LeBron is cheating? I don't know. Michael Jordan won back to back. Was he cheating? Come on, man. Like, come on. Let's let's be real. Hey, man. Hey, like, it's cheating. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, Hank. It, it, it sounds absurd, but ever since Scandal been on TV, I don't trust nobody. <laughs> All right. Well, everything is money motivated. If you really want to pay it right, everything has a cash amount of money that goes along with any kind of who won, who didn't win. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is product placement, placed for a reason, products are used. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it works. I mean, if we don't pay, if we don't think that that's the American system, then you got another thing coming. But when it's Wow. My, my good Claudia Jordan said, no conspiracy. Falcons just ran out of gas, just like you said. That's what they look. They look tired. They couldn't stop them anymore. They had stopped all the weapons that we had on the field. And then White came out of nowhere, and White was running around him. So what happened then? And then for the Falcons to have Julio Jones on your team and you not throw the ball and let him go get it, you should be shot. If Julio Jones played on the just thing, on any team, they would throw the ball to him. Throw him the ball. Hold up, Hank. Hold up, Hank. Raimondo says 
Yo, <laughs> if he's a he's a that Tom Brady is a devil. Yeah, okay. Michael Jordan is the devil. <laughs> if that's the case, Michael Jordan is the devil. Anybody who's winning back to back is the devil. It's set up. If LeBron James wins again, put it like that. If LeBron James or the kid from Golden State wins again, then they're the devil. Come on, man. Like, really, be honest. They, the Yankees are the devil, too, because they won back-to-back. Anytime somebody wins back-to-back, they're the devil. It's set up. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it back-to-back. They didn't win last year. But I'm saying, anytime consecutively you winning, your team, oh, they, 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 they're cheating. Okay, so they're cheating now. All right. It doesn't even make sense, man. It's like, find something else. But if the Falcons oh, on, another play, note, on another note, Hank, how can the Falcons, can they, can they get it done? Next year, I mean, are they are they are they going to be? Uh, can they make it back to the to the promised land? They can make it back, but they're not going to be able to make it back with Matt, uh, Matty Ice because really? they don't know how to gut a team. He don't have that 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 in him. To gut, that's that whole level, and we talked about that right. That level of just gutting a team. That's what champions are made of. I could care less about your mama, your kids, what you got bills you got to pay. I'm going to gut y'all. Y'all lost. He should have gut them. Who cares? Who cares? There's no subtlety in sports. You should have gut them. He should have been throwing the ball, running the running the score up on them, so they were nowhere in sight. But did they do that? No. But but is that, that is that Matt is that Matt Ryan or is that the head coach or is that the offensive coordinator? Matt Ryan. He, Matt Ryan can't call an audible kind of a uh, quarterback where he can't call an audible and change the play. He can't see the defense. Well, what kind of quarterback is it? Get him out of there. Get somebody else. He, he the best. He the best you got. All right. Thank you, Hank Denson, New England Patriots fan. Congratulations to the New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl. The the chat is going crazy. Somebody said Matt Ryan got to pay his dues. What he said he wasn't we... running the ball. They wouldn't have had no time left on the clock. It's Rodney Perry, ATL six seven eight. What happened to them Falcons, dog? <laughs> Yo, they got their tail whooped. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Keno Trice. Keno, you watched up? the game, man. I, I mean, you heard Hank Jensen, man. Is Hank, is Hank right? Is Hank is Hank got a point? Yeah, it's Matty Slush. It, it comes to a point, dude's been in the league for about nine years now. It comes to a point where you're going to have to put a team on your back. You know what you're up against. You know you're up against a juggernaut football team. Them, they, go in, they go in at halftime, and they make the right adjustments to come out and shut you out the second half, which is basically what they did. So Ryan is not that cat. I mean, I'm, I wish the Falcons would have won the Super Bowl. That would have been great for the city. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Keto. That's, that's what Hank said. Hank, Hank, you said the same thing. Matt Ryan is just not that guy, right? No, he's not that dude. I, yeah, I've been saying it for years. And he's from Boston. He's a Boston College quarterback. So, you know, what? Yeah. it's yeah, not saying nothing wrong. against Massachusetts. He just, he ain't got it. He need to learn how to gut teams. Wow. Now, hold on, guys. I'm going to ask both of y'all to hang on. Let me ask y'all this. Hold on. Wait, stop right there, gentlemen. At what point do everybody's looking toward the offense on this game? But to me, it was a, it was a tale of the defense. Like, 
The only way to beat beat Tom Brady, and I'm gonna put this out there to you too, Hank. The only way to beat Tom Brady is to hit him. They hit him in you the first hit half. Him. They couldn't. They could not get to him in the second half. What changed? Yo, same guys rushing. What changed? Did you not see the coach? Did you not see the coach sitting there and writing on a piece of paper? He was writing down all the adjustments we needed to make so that kid that kept that young fresh uh, the the rookie that kept getting to him. They doubled up on him. Nobody else was getting through. They're like, well, we can't let this kid get through no more because he's the one who gets all the sacks. So they shut him down. Right. He didn't get no more sacks. He didn't get no more sacks. So that was common. It's just somebody else should have stepped up. Go ahead, and you know. the Falcons did not get there on their defense. They got the number one offense in NFL history, and they only scored 21 points. I said all season, the Falcons got to score 30 points to win the game. They only scored 21 on the offense. The defense got some takeaways, and they got a defensive uh, touchdown. What else do you want from them when you're the number one offense ever? Right. And it's Matty Ice. They need to put up more points. They need to they hey, gotta hey, put what, up thirty. You Falcons say, gotta Kino, put up thirty. What do you say to the theory, Keno, that the Falcons just ran out of gas? Were they ill prepared? Were they were they just not physically there? Yeah, they ran out of gas. The defense ran out of the gas. When when Belichick made the adjustments at halftime, he knew where to put the pressure at, and they ran out of gas. They're a young defense and, and they're gonna get better. No knock against them and they've been playing playoff football, but when you go up against a juggernaut, arguably probably the best franchise in football history, there's no room for getting tired or mistakes. You're going to pay. Well said. Is Belichick the best coach of all time? Yes. Uh, yes. You, you well, have to say yes. You have to say yes. I mean, Is Tom Brady but, the GOAT now? Does, does Tom Brady supplant? Dan Marino, not Dan Marino, but uh, uh, my man, what's his name? Uh, Ooh, Peyton the, Manning. Who Peyton Manning. Not Peyton Manning. Probably uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Does, does Tom Brady take the, the, the range from Joe Montana as of now? He yeah, you, you got to give it to him. Here. Yeah, you, you got to give it to him. I mean, as, look as at far this. as, look I at mean, the, the prime example. Every quarterback is usually throwing to white, black receivers. He is doing this with physically smaller wide receivers. Like hey, the wide hey. receivers, you got Megatron, you got Randy Boss, you got dudes that are six four, running a four two, jumping high. He's he's running it with dudes from Pep Boys, dudes that work at Home Depot. He's speaking. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on, Hank. Hold on, Hank. I, I will say this, and let's throw this out there, because I asked this earlier, and I and I hate to pull a race card, but was it a racial game? I mean, there are a few black New England Patriots fans, but there's mostly Bruh. it was a black Atlanta versus the white New England. Is that true? It was a civil war. It was a civil war of football game. That's what it was. That's what it was. The east, the north against the south. That's all. And somebody took one picture of Trump and made Trump connected to the Patriots. I'm like, come on, are you serious? So you think voted for uh, didn't vote for Trump? You better shut up talking to me. <laughs> you silly. You think? You think Arthur Blank is very rich. Okay, you think he didn't vote for Trump? 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Kino, Kino tried to make it a. <laughs> I don't. I I can't make it a black white thing. I I didn't really see, but you know, you you. I did question uh, Peyton Manning winning last year over Seattle. I think uh, I think that might have been a black white thing, but this year, no, nah, I think it is what it is. Let, let, let me ask both of y'all this. Let me ask both of y'all this. The final play of the game, he goes in for the touchdown. They do not review the play. They always review touchdown plays. Why didn't they review that particular play, hey? Why didn't they? Uh, why did they call for to review it? Or were they out of timeout? No, you don't have to call the review. The reviews happen. They in overtime. Yeah. They're supposed to review every every scoring play, if I'm not mistaken, especially anything questionable. Well, they should have. You know what I mean? But they always assume that that's, we cheated again. But the thing is, anybody that said, somebody said this to me today, and I'm like, well, there was it was second down, and it was 10 minutes on the clock. Did you want us to go ahead and do you it again? I I'm coming to you next. Hey, hey, the number, guys, 646-668-8837. Great conversation. We're talking about what had happened was. What happened in the Super Bowl? What happened with your team this year? What's up, Cameron Keys? Dante, what's up, baby boy? Give me a call. Oh, on the line, speaking of what happened was, his team was supposed to be back in the situation this year. Charlotte. Welcome to the show, Hank Dizzy. Welcome, my man, Tone X. Check it in. Boy, what's good with your family? What's up, Hank? Ain't nothing, man. Pushing down this road headed to my brother's funeral. What's going on with you? Hey, man. Man, you know, this, this today's show, the name of the show is What That Happened Was. First of all, let's talk about let's talk about Charlotte, man. I know that's your team. Them boys had a tough season. Uh, can they rise back? To their, their Super Bowl status again. They already rose back on PS4 because I had them <laughs> 15 and two, and we 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 went into New England and whipped they ass. You understand? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, they can rise back, man. They can rise back, man. I mean, it's football. It's any given Sunday. It's the sport. So. Any team can bounce back. You know, you just see how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl after you go. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this, man. Jordan Jackson, what's up? I see you and Nietzsche Griffin. Tone X on the line with me right now. It's Rodney Perry Live. You can call in yourself. The number is 646-668-8837. Tone X, let me ask you this, dog. You watch the Super Bowl. What happened to the fact? Yeah. Um, they lost. That's all I can tell you. Cause I listen. You know me, Rodney. Look, you know me, man. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. Um, uh, coaching from the couch. Oh, uh, I know yeah. football and so on. Look, they lost. That's yeah. what happened. They had a lead. The boys came back and they lost the game. We could, of course, it's all kind of. Angles we could put on. I mean, if I'm going to say anything, just watching the game, as a fan, I'm just going to say you messed up when you had field goal position. And whatever you did in those scenario right there might have took you out of the game as far as winning the Super Bowl. 
But other than that, they they lost. They lost. Hey, spoken like a real G. Tone X, thanks for calling. Hey, 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 hang on the line. Hey, this is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. I see Richie Rich in Brooklyn on the line. Appreciate y'all. Anitra Griffin is on the line. The number is 646-668-8837. I got another call from Atlanta. I hope this is a real Falcons fan. What's up? You on 770? Probably the realest real, um, Falcons fan, but just uh, like in last year's Super Bowl when Cam Newton had a chance. What's your name? What's your name? Who is this? Who is this? This, this Sheik David again. What's up, Sheik, man? You man, you a real fan, man. Man, talk to me about this Falcons loss, man. It, it, it hurt my heart, dog. Yeah, uh, I think, like I said, it hurt a whole bunch of people's hearts. But I think, like, last year, where people trying to act like uh, they didn't see that Cam Newton had a clear chance to recover a fumble, reach for it, then pull back, and everybody want to say, like, oh, he's, he was protecting himself from getting tackled and all this other stuff when this dude been hitting flips and doing all kind of things to get inside the uh, end zone on the whole year. And now all of a sudden he's scared to do what he's been known to do. Cam Newton last year was, he knew that he had to lose that Super Bowl. And I think that's what he was so frustrated about. And I just feel like this year, in order for Matt Ryan to get to that elite status, he could not beat his his team that he went to. I mean, the, the Boston, like I said, he went to Boston College. So he couldn't win that game. He wasn't supposed to win that game. Like I said, he got his awards for um, offensive player of the year and um, right and um, MVP. So that was as far as he was supposed to go. You know, entertain the crowd hey, or whatever. Man. But you are not you are not going to beat New thanks England this call, year, man. Dave, thanks right, for thanks, the call. Man. Appreciate the call. Hang on. Hey, y'all, it's your boy Rodney Perry. I'm going to seven six. Three, you all Rodney Perry live. Who is this? This Rod, man. Seven, what's going on, brother? Who this? This Rod. What's, what's going on, brother? Shot down. What's up, baby boy? Now you know, man. Hey, I, I got a Bears fan, man. We had a tough season. What's up with your Bears, man? Hey, man, they'll bounce back. I, ain't, I don't think they're gonna do it next year, but they they need a few more years to work. But I'm gonna go off yeah. course a little bit. I want to ask you. What do you think was the biggest upset, Cleveland coming back on Golden State or the Patriots coming back on Atlanta right now? I think the Patriots coming back on Atlanta was a bigger it – was, it was – well, God, that's a great question. Wow, I wish I'd answered that. That's a fucking amazing question. Okay, <laughs> this is the answer. The, the comeback uh, with, with uh, Cleveland coming back is a bigger upset – because and I'll say it's a big upset because New England was kind of the number one seed going into that game, even though mm-hmm. you know you, you, everybody was looking at the, the Falcon offense, but the New England defense was the number one defense and defense wins game. So, right. but I will say this: the NFL is just I think a bigger platform now. I I think the the, the fix is different in basketball. If if you're gonna right. buy into conspiracy. In basketball, I think every game is fixed up until the final game. When they need that game to go seven seven game series, a series, mm-hmm. then you see you see people win and lose just so it to be tied up, and then you get a real game. I think the final game right. is a real game. 
So that makes a lot of sense. Man. That that makes a lot of sense. Only one game. It's only one game. So you got the playoffs. You lead up. You got one game, and that one game, man, could go either way. Uh, it's a tale of two halves. Uh, I think I, I fall into some, you know the idea some of the people said today is that they seem to just run out of gas, man. Atlanta seemed to run out of gas toward the end. They couldn't get to the quarterback, which was the biggest problem. Right. And, and Brady's a beast, man. <laughs> and he, he kind of like smelt their fear. I think Atlanta said, they, well, they First of all, they drive down. They ain't been getting no running yards all game. Then all of a sudden, they just gangster two-point conversion? What? Right. <laughs> that, was a, that was a real comedy show, Rodney. <laughs> Dude. They was running up the gut like it, like they was playing Pop Warner. Yeah, yeah. What had happened was, hey, if you're on that social is- media, make sure you hashtag what had happened was. It's your boy Rodney Perry. It's going down today. She hit me up. Tonex hit me up. Appreciate y'all. I got you, bro. I mean, I, I, lo- I love it, man. We getting down today. This happened yep. on the line. You can call in if you want to talk. 646. 646- Six six eight 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 three seven. Wow, this is Rodney Perry. I gotta play some music. I'm getting frustrated. Just stay right there. We got more music, more uh show. Don't go nowhere. It's Rodney Perry live. <laughs>
not No more trying to make me jealous on your birthday You know just how I make it better on your birthday Oh, do we do you like this? Do we will you like this? Do we let down for you, touch you, put you like this? Matter of fact, never mind, we gon' let the past be Maybe he is right now, but your body still I don't wanna know, no, no, no Who's taking it What up, it's your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. She said, so how you feeling? Anybody that don't know, I had a stroke three months ago, September 30th. I feel amazing. God is good. Keeps protecting me, blessing me. I'm eating right, feeling good. We doing it. So y'all better get ready. We about to take it to a whole other level, man. Me and you. This is your year. You've been talking about it. This is your year. This is the year you take it to another level. So hopefully you're ready. Are you ready yourself? Get yourself ready. Jazzy got skills. Yeah, he will do it. You look great. Thank you. I mean, I'm a little off a little weight. Got my, got my neck. Look, I got a neck. Wow. Let me play my favorite song right now. One of my favorite songs. Check this out. This is my man J. Cole, Folding Clothes. I want to fold clothes for you. I want to 
salvation for me A practice in being present There's nowhere I need to be Step right here with you Step right here with you Phone is closed Watching Netflix Catching up on our shows Eating breakfast Raising bread in my bowl Whipping bananas just some almond milk I never thought I'd see the day I'm drinking almond milk You soft, I want to fold clothes for you actors. We the ones that gotta wear our face backwards. Put your frown on before they think you soft. Never smile longer, take your defense off. Acting tough so much we start to feel hard. Live from the city where they pull cars. I got a 40 and a little n- Ready for the day and pull mine. From the hood is the best actors. Gotta learn to speak in ways that's unnatural. Just to make it through the job interviews If my n- hurt me, they say, damn, what's gotten into you? Just trying to make it, dog, somehow Peeking through the blinds, I see the sun now I see you still sleeping and it feels like Maybe everything is gonna be alright
lie, you picked the right one Got no love left and I ain't even trying to fight dumb You keep your birds, cause I'm gone when my flight come You know what you did and honestly I been type done How you getting home? Take them home, then you wipe them There's really no comparison, cause I ain't nothing like them Bessie said, I'm like, don't get me hyped Cause at one point, would have been gunpoint on sight bumps Now I look at it like, ah, that's something light, hun I'm happy that it's over, yeah, you only had a slight run I could be a foul, your whole life up I might spend a night with your bro out of spite Cause you a You just play me for the last time Paris said no conditioning. 
How can it be no conditioning and we in the Super Bowl? No. Tiffany said they wasn't ready. Like Kevin Hart. Last touchdown was not a touchdown, says Nylena. Wow. Angel, and you feel the same way. Hold up. Two people say it. It must be true. I don't know. Give me a call. What happened to your team? I mean, it's easy to say, Falcons, what happened to y'all? But what happened to your team? I mean, you're a Cowboys fan. What happened to your team? I mean, you're a Bear fan. What happened to your team, Rodney Perry? You're a Ravens fan. What happened to your team? Matt was played, paid to lose that game, Angela said. Like she, uh, Olivia Pope. She must be Olivia Pope. She said Matt, Matt got paid. Did he get paid? Nailena said they, the refs did miss some calls, but refs always miss calls, right? Don't they? Refs always miss calls. Am I right? Come on, people. Then give me a call, man. The number six four six 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 eight 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 three seven. Hey, I completely agree. Forget Jay Cut. I'm sick of him. Who that? We that them Saints. Next year the Saints gonna get it done. I doubt it. And I like the Saints, but I don't think they can get it done. My team just didn't make it point blank. Philadelphia Eagles. It's hard on them Eagles right now. Hard on them Eagles right now. Ooh. Dan's White. Houston. Y'all hosted the Super Bowl, man. What was Houston like? Give me a call, Dan. Tell me what it was like on the ground in Houston, man. It looked like it was crazy. It was parties everywhere. People kicked in. I know Atlanta was in the building. So I know even though they lost, they still got it in. Six four six 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 eight 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 three seven Virginia Beach Cash McBride What's up Soaring Butterfly Thanks for hollering at your boy Atlanta took over Houston Did they It's an easy flight It's cheap Jay Cutler is a joke Lakers got more chance to win the Super Bowl than the Saints Wow Atlanta was deep in the city My boy Dez White said Natural, I see you. Oh, the party planner, I see you. Thug Life. Thanks for inviting your followers, guys. I really appreciate that. It is going down. I bet it was parties. They say, they say, my man Marvin Hunter said this. He said when the Atlanta Falcons lost it, there was some strippers somewhere praying and twerking. Oh, my God. All right, y'all. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Thank y'all for tuning in today. Periscope. We're live on Periscope. This is the only show that's live on social media and live on the show itself. That's right. Dallas fan. Cass McBride. Come on. What happened? I didn't watch. Woke up and saw in overtime. Thug life for real? Give me a call, man. 646-668-8837. Should be Rodney Perry. Check this out. We about to do this. Mad put this in and this must be something. I don't know what this is.
Hey, y'all, it's your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. It's going down on the show. You can check it out. You can either call in and listen. You can go on my Periscope and watch and listen. Or you can call in and give me your two cents. The number 646-668-8837. Madeline. I was on Twitter the other day. Man, you know, remember the guy we was talking about? The young kid that had Rodney Perry on Instagram? Yes, sir, I do. He is not dead. <laughs> He's just not active? How do you know? Did he post? Active. No, he posts on Twitter. Really? Yes, he's on Twitter, and he posted like last week. He's just a young wow, kid. Wow, but this is not the same Rodney Perry that came to Tampa. This is a, a different Rodney no, Perry. No, no, this, this, is, this is the kid. The young kid, that yes. Has, that has at Rodney Perry on Instagram. Is he going to give it up? That's the question. I don't know. I don't think I don't think he knows how to give it up. He's not I using the page. Himself out of it. Yeah. But, I, but, when I but him, you I have his Twitter handle. He, it's, it's like I searched Twitter for Rodney Perry, and he was deep down in there. Like I was looking. I, you know, I, I, I checked myself. Do you think we should go back <laughs> to were... the roots? Understand how blessed we are. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we got to always remember your blessings. I mean, so, I mean, God told me years ago, and this is going to sound crazy, but God told me himself. He said, sometimes all I want is just for you to say thank you, Lord, period. Thank you, Lord. But, I mean, you got so much. I mean, you might not have, have all the money you need or all the, all, the, all the accolades you want right now, but you can walk. You can see your heart is beating. What? Somebody's heart stopped this morning. Yours didn't. All right. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. About to get ready to bring my guest on. I'm going to play one more song, and I'll bring her up. From Philadelphia, Philly's home, Maya K. Brand new book, Hitting the Market. She's on our show. Madeline, you go talk to Maya, because I know she's been panicking. <laughs> Maya, I got you, baby. You know, if I tell you it's good, it's good. If I tell you an aunt can pull a wagon, don't ask no questions, just hook them up. I got my money up. These women all down. As soon as I touch down in a city, man, they all coming out. They love me in New York. Yeah, they do. And down south. Down south. They know I'm from the west side. Oh, yeah. And I stay with the love. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Big Kush. Long money. money. Bad girls. Real niggas. Yeah. Here with me. Uh-huh. Here where I go, you know I'm solid. I'm solid. A1 with these girls, you know I'm solid. Honey with my bros, you know I'm solid. Uh-huh. I guess you wouldn't know nothing about it Oh, I'm solid I'm solid Everywhere I go, your boy's solid I guess you wouldn't know nothing about it Yeah Big Kush, 
Long money, bad chick, real niggas, here with me. You know your homies that ain't solid, solid. Trickin' she and yours that ain't solid no, no. She ain't mine, I in and out it Wouldn't get that ass a dollar oh, yeah. uh, She said, don't you got a million dollars, million dollars. I told her, stay up by my pocket, my pocket. Stay the hell from around me You can miss me with that frost You ain't drop none on this Big cush, long money, money. Bad girls, real niggas here with me, yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, you know I'm solid. A1 with you, girl, you know I'm solid. Honey, with my bros, you know I'm solid. I guess you would know nothing about it. Oh, I'm solid. Everywhere I go, you know I'm solid. I guess you would know nothing about it. Yeah. Big cushion. Long money, money, bad shit, shit. real nigga. I got my money up. Money up. These women all down. down. And every time I touch down in that city, man, they all coming out. Come on, now, coming out of hey, they on the way. way. Yeah, they on the way. way. When they pull up, Woo. we gon' celebrate. Hey. Celebrate. Hey. We gon' celebrate. Hey. Today was a good day. Big Kush, long money, bad shit. Real money, real with me. Everywhere I go, you know I'm solid. A one with these girls, you know I'm solid. Honey with my bros, you know I'm solid. I guess you would know nothing about it. Oh, I'm solid. I'm solid. Everywhere I go, you know I'm solid. I guess you would know nothing about it. Yo, it's your boy Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Tied dollar sign. Solid. All I ask out of any man or woman, just stay solid. My my guest for today is always solid. I remember when she told me, she said, Rodney, I'm going to be an author. And then... The next thing I know, she was an author. I believe this is her third offering, if not more. She's ghostwritten for people. She's a, she's a writer herself. You can find her on social media at writer Maya, W-R-I-T-E-R-M-Y-A. You can go to the website, writermaya.com, all of social media. Welcome to the show, Miss Maya K. What's up, baby? Hey, what's up, bro? How are you, Rodney? <laughs> I'm great, man. Thank I you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Again. <laughs> of course, I wasn't yeah. panicking. <laughs> you was panicking. <laughs> Rodney, what y'all doing over there? Well, no, you know what? I was just telling Madeline, I have a team now. My publisher's is in L.A. and my manager's in Atlanta. So, you know, just want to make sure we all on the same page. They all tuning in at different times. That's all. all right, you tell them to get their shit together because we ready. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, man. we popping over here. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm glad, I'm so glad to, to see all of your success, though, Maya, man. You know, it's a trip because I remember us having those conversations, and you you was working on your first piece, and 
And uh, I got a chance to work with you and produce a short film with you as well. And, and, uh, man, I mean, you, you've just been, been on a whirlwind. So how is it, how is the rare air up there, up there in the the clouds? You said, how is the, the real air? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's good. Everything is, you know, everything. Her name her name is Maya K. Douglas, but her pen name is Maya K. M. Y. A. K. A. Y. Now, now, Maya, not only do you write, you know, fiction, but you also do some nonfiction and some some autobiographical stuff, man. So, like, what do you love? You know what? To be honest, I love the fiction, and and that's because I get to go in and create a world for people to escape to and create these characters um, that some people, they start to feel like, you know, they know them, especially if you can relate to the story. So Mm -hmm. for me, yeah, I've done, now that I've done both, you know, I I had to challenge myself and I'm thankful that my publisher trusted me with the stories of two, you know, two individuals and they had to trust me. Now that I've done both though, um, it was good to challenge and to stretch myself out my comfort zone but to me, there's nothing like fiction. It's just because it goes beyond just the book. You know, you got the films because I write screenplays. You got the TV shows. It's just, I just love telling stories. So, yeah, wow. for me, it's fiction. Like, let's talk about this, Maya. Take me back to when you just wanted to. You know, you wanted to be an author. You wanted to be a screenwriter. You just wanted to. Like, what's different now from then? what's different between me wanting to do it and doing it now it was just the work Uh, moving to Atlanta put some fire under me you know I moved with $300 and my car (laughs) so it was like you either going to do it now or you're going to keep talking about it and I remember I had been talking about writing a book since my days at Temple and I graduated from Temple in 07 and didn't move to Atlanta to the end of 2011 so it went from just saying it and talking about it to here we are now in 2017, you know, 12 books in, one that's unpublished. And it's like, wow, you know, the, just once you start, that's why they always say turn the faucet on and the water will flow. But when I hear wow. people even now saying they want to be a writer, I'm like, just be a writer. You know, I'm like Shonda Rhimes with that. Just be a writer, you know, just Writer's be a writer right. and, and you'll be fine. Right. You know, and so, the biggest difference from then and now with this, this what is about 10 years since I really started and really started getting on the grind was just that I did it. I Once you write the first one and I fell in love and I just kept on going and I didn't give up. And even now being with the New York publisher after getting all the rejections over a hundred, you know, just for, just for one project, you know, just getting so many rejections and now being able to say, Thank you. You know, New York came to me this time. <laughs> Somebody had been watching my work. Wow. My publisher had my email. Yeah, my publisher had my information for three years. Three years. And just imagine if I had given up sometime in those in that three year period, and right. we wouldn't have what I am where where I am today. Now putting three books out on the same day, which is a big historical moment, first time it's right. been done. So let me let me ask you this: Like, how do you how do you take your ego out of it and not get like, how do you not take it personal, all the no's? Like, how do you not take those no's personal? Uh, I think that 
you have to remember that the journey is worth it. The process is worth it. You know, the, yeah. you, you. I believe everyone should have a a, a process, a, a, maybe even a lengthy one. And I think that's what keeps me humble because if you know it's your calling and your purpose, then you're going to keep doing it. It doesn't matter who says no. You know, I didn't, New York said no, but I said yes to myself. You know, I couldn't wow. depend on, okay, I'm only going to be happy when I get a, a New York publishing deal or I'm only going to be happy when I'm in Barnes & Noble. I just had to keep going past that, and I think what keeps me humble is knowing that I was called to do this regardless of how many no's I get on earth. There's a yes in heaven that is permanent. And until I get, the, you know, that yes from the person who understands that, which I did just get, you know, last June, then, you know, you just keep going. And, you, and I think sometimes God allows that lengthy process to keep you humble and so that he'll get all the glory when it's all over. You can't say, I did this. You know, to wow. me, that's nothing short of, right, you know, it's nothing short of miraculous to have a publisher say he had my information for three years, and then he decided to reach out, and then to get the kind of deal that I have is unheard of, and then, again, to write three books and put them out on the same day. It's just, yeah, that's all God, completely. Man, you're definitely working hard. So what's the difference for you as far as um, screenwriting, to writing a book, to writing an autobiographical book, like what's the what's what's the difference like fundamentally for you as an as an author? I think the fundal like to me at at the base level, the biggest difference obviously is the structure. To for me, I write an idea, I write a, a one page synopsis, and then I say, okay, would this be better as a film, TV pilot, or a book? And then when I once I start, that's it. Like I don't start to trip if I get stuck on chapter five and try to go back and make it a screenplay. I feel like whatever, you know, it's supposed to be, that's what it's going to be when I start it off. So at, at bare minimum, nothing really changes. You're, you're creating characters, you're creating character Bibles, you're creating an outline, a synopsis. The only thing that changes is the format. You know, um, in all forms of writing, you have to show and not tell. You can't just be like telling. You have to show. It has to be cinematic. Even my novels are written in a cinematic way where you can see, oh, mm-hmm. this could be on the screen. You know, so it, for my Got process, it. there's nothing really different other than the structure, so. Hey, this is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. I'm talking to author Maya Kay, the world's next big superstar. New releases will drop April 4th, 2017. The Historical Journey, three books drop on the same month. The Clover Chronicles, Who's this little cute girl on the cover? Yeah. <laughs> you and everybody else love her. Um, you know what? You know what it is. You you go to the website, you find your stock photo, you pay for it, and you keep it moving. I, I have no idea who she is, but she is amazing. You don't know that girl. <laughs> I think I asked you that before last time, the last book. Yeah, right. You was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Shout out to those models who who allow and sign those release forms and allow for their, their pictures to be used for books because, yeah, it's it's a, it's a blessing. Because I was looking for somebody just like her, you know, dark skin complexion because that's the way I wrote the character, and I loved it. Found the perfect person, so. Wow. Uh, are, are you on Periscope as well, Maya? And everything is at Writer Maya. I am on Periscope, okay. Twitter. They, they've, been, they've been asking they, the Periscope people. I'm live on Periscope as well right now. So talk to me about oh. you did this. You did this uh, Nico London, and you did uh-huh. also the, the Brashear Gray uh, through the eyes of his mom, uh, Andrea right. Mayberry. Talk to me about about those stories, man. 
Sure. So, you know, still with sex, entertainment, and lives, that's, you know, with Nico, honestly, the book is really a redemptive story in a way. Um, On the show, he didn't really do a lot of pushback. You know, people were saying things, you know, the whole thing with Mimi Stevie. So he just really wanted an opportunity to tell his story and to also tell people, you know, I had an identity before Love & Hip Hop. A lot of people don't even know that he had, you know, four record deals before that. I mean, people don't even know oh, he has no, a song with Rick I, I mean, what? I mean, he, is he a singer? <laughs> he does both, but for the most part, singing. But he does do both. Singing is like the core of who he is, though. Um, you know, he has a song with Rick Ross. As you can see, Teddy Riley wrote the forward. Teddy Riley spoke so highly of him on the phone um, as far as wow. his musical capabilities. He's worked with Timbaland. Um, so he wasn't like some nobody the way the show kind of portrayed, like he just latched on to Mimi and was leeching off of her. That's, that's not, you know, the case. So it was it was fun. It was interesting writing his story. You know, it was a little, it was a little deep, you know, hearing all the sexual escapades. But <laughs> for the most part, um, you know, he just really wanted to tell his story. Oh, on, he grew Maya, up in Brooklyn. Maya, did, you get, did you get a little warm when you was writing this book? I did not. My mother is listening, <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> um, no, I did not. Um, it's all about that business and that check. <laughs> That's what gets me a little warm. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need that check. So, yeah, he just um, wanted to kind of tell his story. Like I said, he grew up in Brooklyn. He was always a hustler. So you get to see another side of him. Um, and, right. of course, he did marriage boot camp most recently, and he has some other things he's working on. So you just get to see another side of him, and you get to see, wow, you know, he was somebody before Love & Hip Hop. He may not be, like, a major artist in the sense, like, where we know him signed with a major label right now, but he had deals with Sony, um, Blackground Records. I mean, that's some pretty heavy stuff. So that was, hey, you know, hey, that book. Real. Which is a lot of fun, yeah. And then with Andrea Mayberry, um, her being from Philly as well was a little easier to link up because Nico's in L.A., so we had to work around, you know, the schedules and do everything via the phone. But with right. Andrea, she wanted to tell a story before Empire, Raising Brashear, Yaz the Greatest Gray. She wanted to talk about his ADHD um, and how the challenges that she faced as a single mom raising him. And give she really wanted to give advice to parents who are raising superstar children and let them know that if your child does have a um, disorder, that you can still overcome that, you know, just putting your faith and trust in God. And so that was really fun to write. Um, and, of course, with both people, you're dredging up some memories. So that's why I say you have to make sure that people can trust you. And I, I put them in a position to be able to trust me with their stories. And I got to know her before starting um, the book because I knew she would have to kind of go back and not everything was easy you know not everything was easy she teared up several times it's not easy to talk about your past and you know to put it out there so I definitely recommend that book for any parent who is out there with a child and trying to break into any form of entertainment um, and as we right. see you just did a new edition so you kind of see the, the, the fruit of her labor you know yes, <laughs> absolutely. she did she instilled in him because he killed that new edition role. So yeah. Oh, he he was awesome as Michael Bivens, man. He did an amazing job. Yeah. Um, so how does it work when you when you telling somebody's story, like whether it's uh, whether it's uh, Nico or Andrea, does somebody put you with them, or do you say, you know, I, w- I wonder if she has a story? Is it your choice? I mean, I mean, how, how does it work, yeah. or is it, always, is it right. different? So that's the blessing in being with the publisher. And shout out to S.D. Green, who's listening in in New York. And my publisher, 
Um, he, he wanted to put me in a position where I would be able to kind of spread my wings. And so he he brought me Nico, he brought me the Nico project. He pitched it to me, and of course, I, at first I had to pause because I write young adult fiction, I write teen fiction. So I wanted to make sure that my brand would be okay, you know, because of right. all the drama with the sex tape. Yeah, I mean it's real, all the drama with the sex tape. So while I'm an adult, you know, at the core of what I do is, is so I, I I actually prayed about it. I sat back, I prayed, and then I called him and said, "Let's do it." And then when we were done that one he presented um, Andrea Mayberry to me, and he said that he had given her, you know, option, and she chose me because uh, we have several authors signed to the, the firm. So every right. project that I've gotten has been pitched to me, has been pitched to me. And so that's the blessing. That's why you, you can never be afraid to see what's on the other side. You know, I took a leap of faith from my job last year and moved to L.A. for two months, and then while 10 days after I got to L.A., that's when I got the email from my publisher. So you can never be afraid of what's on the other side of your leap. Because you just don't know what it is until you go. And then from that, here I am getting project after project, got another one on the table. <laughs> like it's it's just it's amazing. So yeah, you can't be afraid to and say I'm, yes to something. So, I'm so super happy for you because I remember our conversations like when you did your first book. It's not your first time on the yeah. show. And right. man, I cannot tell you how proud I am, you know, uh, I mean as a friend and as and as a fan. And I mean, I mean, I'm excited, man. The, the future is even is so bright for you. Thank you so much, Rodney. I appreciate that. And I remember those days at the green room, talking to you, talking to Terry, and God rest his soul, talking to Tommy Ford, and right. just getting the advice, you know, and getting the advice, and and saying that I wouldn't give up, even when I went to Korea. You know, I was writing in Korea, <laughs> and then I came back and got right back into it, and. So I never, I remember those days, and I, I thank Terry to this day. You know, I text her occasionally and say, what you did at the Green Room, what you created for artists was priceless. Yeah. Because that's where I found, that's where I found the writer deep in me. Like, okay, that's when my writer, like, she she woke up. That girl who was hiding behind the fear of rejection or whatever, she woke up. And, yeah, since then, I've just been flying, so. Wow, you got great a great day. comment on, on, on social here. You say, yes, we all need to get on the other side of fear. And uh, thank Absolutely. you for writing this book, sis. So, um, you're welcome. I had a stroke three months ago. You did. I might, I might be, I might give you a call. Uh, I might give you a call, Maya. We, we, we uh, sit down and, and write this uh, book, man. I want to tell the story. Book. Oh, okay. I, I think you. I think. Listen, anybody who's who's going through some of the things that you've gone through, uh, in entertainment, and then on top of it, like you said, just your recent. I mean, that's a story in and of itself. Um, and I remember telling my mom, and she was like, "Oh my God, Rodney!" Because you know, she she's known since she's known you through me since the first time we connected. And so, um, you know, she was like, "Oh my God, you know, are you okay?" I said, "I'm okay." I was like, "You know, he's good," but it was kind of scary because all I saw was a picture on Instagram that said, "I'm okay," and you were in the hospital. I didn't know what was going on. And then when I found I know, out, right? I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, what's, yeah. So I was just praying on this end, and, you know, I knew. I said, God's not done with him yet. So he'll be here for a while. He'll be here for a while. So. Wow. Okay, let's talk about Battling Braylon, yes. Clover Chronicles. Tell me about the story. <clears throat> so Battling Breland is about 15-year-old Breland Michelle Clover, who has lupus. And I wanted to touch on lupus because I feel like 
it's, it affects the black community so much and not a lot of people know about it. I know so many 20 and 21 year olds who have lost their lives to lupus. And so I wanted and to lupus touch on is something very painful wasn't. too. Very painful uh, it, affliction. It really is. And I talk about that in the book. So Brie Lynn was at one point, she was the youngest fitness trainer in the country. She's a part of, she's a billion, her families are, they're billionaires. So it's kind of like empire meets seventh heaven kind of twist. And okay. she meets this pair she meets this paralytic athlete named Faith. And so he challenges her because here he is paralyzed, can't feel anything, and she's complaining about feeling. And so it's really cool. Mm. They go on this journey. They go on this journey. They fall in love. But it's not a sappy romance. I like to write romantic suspense. It's very – you got some thriller parts in there. Um, Her family just goes through a lot when her sickness hits – it just hits a brick wall. And she's a – you know, the family, they're Christians, so she has to use her faith to overcome a lot of things that happen. And I'm really proud of the Clover Chronicles because it's a series. So the next book, there's four children and the parents. So the next book will uh, be around her sister, the one after that, her brother, and then the one after that, her older sister. And I literally Mm -hmm. wrote it so that Hollywood would have no choice but to say yes. And I'm standing on that. I said that today, February 7th, 1.51 p.m. on the Roddy Perry Show. I wrote it so that it possibly could be picked up as a, a series, just like Pretty Little Liars did, just like Gossip Girl did. That, that's my goal with the, the now, now, would you want it to go to television, or would you be open to a film? Um, you know, when I think about series, I think TV, because it's serialized. You have the, okay, this is going to happen next week, this is going to happen next week. But if someone was to come to me and say, hey, listen, like Will Packer, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> like, you know, or whatever, you know, somebody, <laughs> listen, that's my shout out to Will. If somebody was to come to me and say, I think you should do a film first and then a TV show, that's how Friday, what was it, Friday Night Lights? I think that started as a film, and then they turned Very it into true. a TV show. Right, but for me, um, I really, really believe ABC Family, which is now Freeform, Freeform or like ABC, I really think that's where it, because you know what I miss? I miss the Family Matters. I miss the Hanging with Mr. Coopers. I miss all of the shows that we grew up on. And kids aren't kids anymore because they don't have anything, you know. And so that's what I'm really trying to bring back. And that's why I would want it to be a show over a film because it would be one and done as a film. But they would tune in every week, you know, and they would be able to have the modern-day Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or the modern-day, you know, Family Matters. So. So, Maya Kay. First of all, when do you have time to sleep? You got a thousand books out. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go through the whole catalog. Okay. Uh, where did it all? Where did Where did it all start? Let me get my life together. You asked me to go back. So it started in 2010, and that was with uh, a no, actually, well, it's called a sacred love today. But originally, when I wrote it, it was called Kai's Redemption. So. It started with Kai's Redemption, A Sacred Love. Then when my mom had tongue cancer. Right. I did a song for Jordan, which was the film you did. Um, And then I did Butterfly Face, Speechless, which was when you gave me my book review. And that was when, you know, you and Terry did my book review. And then from there, it was five books in seven months with my last publisher. And that's that's where a lot of people are like, no wonder. I didn't miss anything. You just put out a lot of books in a short amount of time. So it was... Concrete Stilettos, The Cost of Love, A Sacred Love, Fumbled Your Heart, and A Hollywood, well, it was a Star-Studded Love, which was a Hollywood love story. That's the subtitle. So it was five books in seven months. That's where a lot of people were like, oh, got it. I didn't miss anything. You were just working hard. <laughs> so that's 
that's where it came up to the eight. Um, and then with the three that are dropping April 4th, that's nine, 10, and 11. But then I have, you know, two that aren't published yet that are, you know, we're working on it. So that's where it is. Wow. I, you got to be a publisher's dream. You you turn out books like a little book factory. Yeah, I got to. You know, people always wonder how writers make it. I don't believe that you have to be a starving artist when you're in the arts fields. I, I don't like that. I feel like you will put in the same amount of work you will put in for a boss, the same amount of work you will put in for anything that you want to do, you're going to do it. So if Simone Biles is training for eight hours a day before she gets to the Olympics, then Maya's training for 12. Like, that's just the way it goes. I have to write. Yeah, of course, I take breaks, but I have to write. And and if I'm not writing, working on a book, I'm working on a script. You know, it's never yeah. a dull moment for me. It's never a dull moment for me. So I'm a publisher's dream, but, you know, my publisher was my dream. I couldn't ask for a better opportunity than what I got presented with, you know, last June when I signed the contract. So it goes both ways. When someone gives you an opportunity like this, when God opens the door, you better act like you know and come correct, you know, because it can go to somebody else very quickly. Now, now Maya, um, operating as a as an independent writer for so long, were you afraid at all to take on the publisher? I, with the last one, um, I wasn't because it was independent. With this one, it's still independent, but I was a little nervous because, again, I chased New York for so many years, and then finally New York came to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of a major deal. And I remember I had to fast about this decision because I said, God, I don't know if I want to turn over my um, work again and sign a deal where, you know, I, I just wasn't sure. It had nothing to do with the money or anything like that, whether or not I was concerned about that. I just wasn't sure if I wanted to give someone control because I had been self-published and then independent and then this was different. But when God suggests, even if I'm not sure why, I say yes anyway, and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just better say yes. So, you know, and, and look at where it led me. You know, here I am about to face this historical moment, um, something that's, again, from our research and from what I've seen, what I've discovered has never been done before, and connecting with these great people, helping them bring their stories to life, getting more opportunities presented to me. Uh, I got a couple emails the other day. Like, it's and people have been DMing me. Like, Rodney, you have no idea. People have been DMing me. Like, that's why I said, let me get my manager and publicist on board because I need a team around me to, you know, weed out some of the, the other ones, you know, people that aren't serious. But Well, shout out. Shout out to the team. Shout out to the manager. Shout out to the publicist. You know? Yes. Shout out to shout out to Jerome uh, Washington down at ATL doing it big for me. My manager, my publicist Janae Trevilian out there on the uh, the West Coast. And happy belated birthday to Pat Washington, Jerome's mom. I miss this. I miss saying it on my interview Sunday. And then of course, shout out to the one and only SD Green and the entire TMG firm up in New York who you know they they work so hard to build a foundation for authors and to give them an opportunity to be recognized on a, a larger platform. So I really do appreciate them. Let me ask you this, Maya. I know that you spent some time. I know you spent some time in service. I know you are an assistant and helping other people realize their own dreams. What's it like for you to now have people that are helping you realize your dreams? Hello? Yeah, did we lose it? Man, did we lose Maya? Everybody, damn it. Hey, you know what? 
Uh, shouts out to Miss Maya K. Uh, it's going down. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure I say this correctly. The new book hits the streets. Everything, all at once, April fourth. Everywhere you can get a book, you can buy them online. Uh, her name is Maya K. The website is writermaya.com. Writermaya.com. You can go on the website. You can um, uh, start process, get your process. Pre-order this book. Rodney Perry Fox, so legend. What's up, low key? Uh, but that's our show for today. I, I, I lost Maya. I really wanted to hear her answer to that question, but it's all good. Uh, oh, she oh, she is back on. Let me see if she's back. Okay. All right, Maya. Maya, I'll, I'll try to sign yeah. off. April I'm 4th, sorry. The book I don't comes know what out. happened. No, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's blog, blog talk. It happens sometimes. But um, oh, okay. final words for the people in, in uh, 30 seconds or less. Sure. So the final words would be, of course, April 4th, 2017, all three books you can pre-order. Uh, the link is in my Instagram bio, all my bios, Um, I'm always, always, um, you know, rooting for other people. So just to quickly answer your question, to have someone helping me realize my dreams is a big deal, but it's all about paying it forward. And if you talk to my publisher right now, he'll tell you I've already kind of referred three people to them, you know, because I believe in, you know, paying it forward and making sure other people have an opportunity to live out their dreams. So that would be my final words. And of course, uh, keep, keep pushing, you know, keep God first and trust the leap. I'm telling you, it's something on the other side of that leap. It may not be easy, but it's worth it. And thank you again to my big brother, Rodney, for having me on. You know, you, know, you inspired me and that's the name of my, the reason it's funny you would say that that's the name of my first short film It's called the leap. I'm going to send you a, a, a link to it so you can check it out. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Thank you so much again. I love you. Congratulations. I love you more. Thank you. No doubt.